Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. If I asked you how many subscriptions you have, would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying? If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said yes. But let me tell you, I would have been so wrong. I can't believe how many I had and all the money I was wasting. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, states of emergency declared in the South as an ice storm put more than 60 million Americans in the path of bitter cold temperatures. But first, some news about the Russian demands as the U.S. supplies new arms to Ukraine. Russian missile systems head to Ukraine's neighbor Belarus as thousands of more troops stage at the country's border. With the USS Harry S. Truman aircraft carrier and NATO allies preparing for a major military exercise. Tonight, the high-stakes meeting. This was not negotiation, but a candid exchange of concerns and ideas. Preventing hospitalization. The good news tonight about how effective the booster shot is in keeping you out of the emergency room. Plus, the important ruling on President Biden's vaccine mandate for federal workers. COVID's toll on teachers. Dozens of districts forced to cancel classes. Our staff members are now are not well enough to even teach virtually. Anti-abortion activists gather in the nation's capital. Thousands rally outside the Supreme Court in hopes of overturning Roe versus Wade. Breaking news in the Gabby Petito case. Who claimed responsibility for her murder? Tonight, the rocker known as Meatloaf dies at the age of 74. And on the road, a small town's rescue from an unlikely group of volunteers. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. 
Good evening, and thank you for joining us. We have a lot of news to get to tonight. A massive winter storm is bearing down on the southeast, bringing snow, sleet, and freezing rain. But the big concern tonight is ice causing widespread power outages and states of emergency have been declared in the Carolinas and Virginia ahead of the storm. We'll get to the forecast in just a moment, but we want to begin with what is the Biden administration's latest foreign policy crisis, rising tensions with Russia. Secretary of State Antony Blinken today describing this moment as critical as he sat down with his Russian counterpart over the situation in Ukraine. With Putin continuing to amass troops on the border, the U.S. and its allies are sending more weapons to Kyiv. Now the USS Harry S. Truman aircraft carrier and its strike group have moved into the region to participate in NATO maritime exercises. Both sides left the high-stakes meeting with no breakthrough, but agreed to keep talking. CBS's Holly Williams joins us from inside Ukraine. Good evening, Holly. Good evening, Nora. As the U.S. pursues a diplomatic solution to this crisis, it says it is not simply a regional dispute between Russia and Ukraine, but instead about defending democracy and stopping Russia from turning its neighbours into puppet states. The Secretary of State said today the U.S. is defending Ukraine's freedom. That includes those that would impede the sovereign right of the Ukrainian people to write their own future. There is no trade space there. None. Moscow maintains it has no intention of invading Ukraine. But these Russian missile systems are heading to Belarus for military exercises. And roughly 100,000 Russian troops and their weaponry are already massed close to Ukraine's border. To the north, east and south, Russian forces are almost encircling this US ally. We do not expect a breakthrough, said Russia's foreign minister today, even before the talks began. President Vladimir Putin claims Russia is threatened by the expansion of NATO, the military alliance binding Europe and North America. The U.S. says it's Moscow that's the aggressor in Ukraine and it's backing the country with training and arms. Today, the Ukrainian president thanked President Biden for America's unprecedented diplomatic and military assistance. We are prepared to respond to any Russian invasion of Ukraine with swift and severe consequences, along with our allies and partners. We're also ready to continue dialogue and diplomacy. It's been 30 years since the end of the Cold War, but now a European capital is again looking down the barrel of a Russian gun. Citizens of this young democracy told us today they're worried. We are really, really independent country and we deserve just best, best future as Ukrainian. We like peace and we don't want to be, uh, I can say, under the Russian occupation. The U.S. says it will give Russia a written response to its security concerns next week. Today, Secretary Blinken did not rule out a meeting between President Biden and President Putin. Nora. Holly Williams inside Ukraine for us. Thank you. Well, now to that major storm. More than 60 million Americans woke up to bitter cold temperatures. And for some parts of the country, things are about to get worse. CBS's Lonnie Quinn joins us now. And Lonnie, this is a rare ice storm. 
Oh, you bet you. Now, to put that all in perspective for you, this is the first time ever that the National Weather Service in Moorhead, North Carolina, has ever issued an ice storm warning. Take a picture at the radar shot here. And if you can zoom in tight, look at the purple color. The purple is the most dangerous. That's rain falling in the atmosphere, hits the surface, and freezes on contact with roadways and tree limbs. The good news is it kind of moves through quickly. So by 7, 8 o'clock in the morning, it's basically done with that area, and it's just sort of lingering offshore of the northeast. But it puts some snow down, 4 to 6 inches in Norfolk, Virginia. And that's about a year's total in one storm. You pick up maybe two to four inches around Raleigh, one to two for portions of South Carolina. But it's the ice that we really believe is going to be the most dangerous portion of this storm. Up to a quarter of inch of ice. I mean, all you need is a little, uh, little covering on the roadways to make your car spin out. South Carolina, coastal North Carolina, a real tough go of it, and it doesn't melt right away. Look how cold those temperatures are. Uh, Fayetteville doesn't get above freezing uh, for the first part of the morning. So that's the way we see it. Uh, it'll be better the next day, but you got to get through Saturday first. Nora? Lonnie, I appreciate it. Thank you. Well, turning now to big COVID news, a Texas judge ruled today President Biden doesn't have the authority to force federal workers to be vaccinated. The Justice Department plans to appeal the ruling. And the CDC released new data today that shows booster shots are 90 percent effective at preventing Omicron hospitalizations. The report also found that unvaccinated seniors are nearly 50 times more likely to be hospitalized than their boosted peers. All right, tonight, Dr. Anthony Fauci is walking back his comments about when kids under the age of five could be eligible for a COVID vaccine, saying he doesn't know when the FDA will authorize such a shot. And it comes as infections among children are soaring across the country. Here's CBS's Carter Evans. At Children's Mercy Hospital in Kansas City, COVID is taking a terrible toll. This week, they set a record for pandemic hospitalizations and now have 32 child patients. Especially heartbreaking, 14 of them are under the age of two and three are in the ICU. It's sad. It, you know, it's so unnecessary. Dr. Angela Meyer says that's because the vast majority are unvaccinated, some kids too young. And she says too many parents believe Omicron is mild and their children will never wind up here. Some do have pre-existing conditions like obesity or asthma, but a lot of them are just healthy kids. We have young children all the way down to three months of age in the hospital without any pre-existing condition. It's not just hospitals. The COVID surge is also closing schools across Missouri. This month alone, 62 districts canceled classes. Our staff members are now are not well enough to even teach virtually. Do you feel that people here are doing enough in, in this city to protect themselves? Right now, I have grave concern that people aren't doing enough. Kansas City Mayor Quentin Lucas says the battle is over misinformation. It's also personal. His nine-month-old son was infected and recovered, and so did he. I know that I was lucky, and part of the reason was because I'm vaccinated and boosted. It was one night of some symptoms, but nothing that was nearly as tragic as people being intubated, people dying. And some children may soon have easier access to vaccines. A bill introduced this week in California would allow kids 12 and older to get vaccinated without their parents' permission or knowledge. Nora? That's pretty interesting. Carter Evans, thank you. Next year marks 50 years since the Supreme Court affirmed a woman's right to an abortion with the landmark Roe versus Wade decision. Every year there's a march here in Washington, but this one was different, with opponents feeling emboldened as states have imposed tighter restrictions. CBS's Jan Crawford reports. With signs and hope, thousands, mostly young people, came to march for life. 
the kids don't get to choose life and we're here for them to march for the people that couldn't speak up. They came with church groups on buses from Florida to Oklahoma. It took about 24 hours. Braving freezing temperatures in the 49th annual march to the Supreme Court with the most momentum yet in their fight to overturn Roe versus Wade. Roe is not settled law. Is there a different energy here with uh, the Mississippi case pending? Absolutely. Pro-lifers are very energized with the possibility of Roe being overturned, which would mean that then the abortion legislation would go back to the states. The conservative Supreme Court signaled during arguments last month it would allow Mississippi's 15-week abortion ban and possibly let states ban it entirely. Shannon Brewer is director of Mississippi's only abortion clinic. They would definitely ban abortion in Mississippi immediately. Yes, and several other states too. Mississippi is one of 12 states with laws already in place to ban abortion if the court overturns Roe. More than a dozen others are likely to follow suit or impose severe restrictions. Some would be six-week bans like the law now being challenged in Texas, which the court is allowed to remain in place. Dissenting Justice Sonia Sotomayor said it was a grave disservice to women in Texas who have a right to control their own bodies. But predicting how the Supreme Court is going to rule is always dangerous. Justices can change their minds, so we won't know until we get a decision, probably in June, whether this will be the last time they're marching to overturn Roe. Nora? Jan Crawford at the court tonight. Thank you. Threats against local election officials have skyrocketed. A new Justice Department task force is looking at 850 cases and is planning to enhance security for workers who face those threats. Here's CBS's Jeff Pegues. Investigators say 54-year-old Chad Stark, arrested today in Texas, was angry about the results of the 2020 election. And CBS News has learned that he threatened Georgia officials including Republican Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger and Republican Governor Brian Kemp. The election was totally rigged. Both were being pressured by former President Trump to overturn the election results in the state. The Secretary of State, who is really, uh, he's an enemy of the people. Your governor should be ashamed of himself. According to the indictment, Stark posted on Craigslist the day before the January 6th attack on the Capitol in Washington. Georgia patriots, it's time for us to take back our state from these lawless, treasonous traitors. Referencing another election official, he wrote, we need to put a bullet in her behind the ears. Public officials are now under much greater threat nationwide, including those who sit on school boards, now regularly threatened over masking policies. This was apparent last night in Virginia. No mask mandates. My child, my children will not come to school on Monday with a mask on. All right. That's not happening. And I will bring every single gun loaded and ready to I I will call every I'll see y'all on Monday. Today, Attorney General Merrick Garland issued a warning. There is no First Amendment right to unlawfully threaten to harm or kill someone. Threats against election workers are usually happen, handled at the local or state level, but because there have been so many threats nationwide, the feds are stepping in to help. Nora. Jeff Pegues, thank you. 
Well, now to some sad news. Comedian Louis R. Anderson has died. Anderson shot to stardom in the 80s doing stand-up comedy and was later named one of the 100 greatest stand-up comics ever. As an actor, Anderson starred in films like Coming to America, and he channeled his mother for his Emmy-winning performance as Christine in the hit TV series Baskets. He died today in Las Vegas of cancer. Louis Anderson was 68. And Rock's superstar and actor Meatloaf has died at the age of 74. The larger-than-life performer burst onto the music scene with his 1977 debut, Bat Out of Hell, which became one of the best-selling albums of all time. CBS's Vladimir Dutier looks back on a career that spanned six decades. Well, I remember every little thing as if it happened only yesterday. Meatloaf was a rock star among rock stars. He was known for his operatic rock anthems, turning hits like Paradise by the Dashboard Light into platinum and rock station classics. In 1977, he released Bat Out of Hell, which would become one of the top-selling albums in history with over 40 million copies sold. Wait, how you doing? Not only a gifted singer, he made a splash in more than 65 movies, including his scene-stealing performance in 1975's cult classic, The Rocky Horror Picture Show. But the gargantuan success of Bat Out of Hell came with a price. A combination of touring and exhaustion contributed to a temporary loss of his singing voice, and took a toll on his physical and mental health. A bad in hell one I was not ready for. I, I, I had a nervous breakdown. Born Marvin Lee a day in 1947 in Dallas, Meatloaf said he acquired his unique moniker as a kid. After a lull in his career, the 1990s brought a new era of success. His chart-topping hit, I'd Do Anything for Love, earned his only Grammy Award. He released Bat Out of Hell 2 and 3 to complete the trilogy, achieving one of the most stellar and unlikely comebacks in rock history. Vladimir Dutip, CBS News, New York. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. The final chapter in the tragic death of Gabby Petito was written today. Petito was the Florida woman murdered on a road trip with her fiancé. Today it was revealed that a notebook found with the remains of Brian Laundrie contained written statements claiming responsibility for Petito's death. The FBI acknowledged it is officially closing its investigation. All right. For the first time in history, a woman takes the helm of the world's oldest commissioned warship still afloat. 
39-year-old Billy J. Farrell is the new commander of the USS Constitution, the 224-year-old ship also known as Old Ironsides. Farrell, a Naval Academy grad, took command in a Boston Harbor ceremony today. So I'd like to say congratulations, Commander. Now to an emergency in America where young people are helping to save the day. CBS's Steve Hartman goes on the road. When people call for an ambulance in Sackets Harbor, New York, and the crew shows up at their front door, almost everyone has the same reaction. A lot of people just come up and ask you, like, wait, how old are you? You're the EMT? Or like, when's the ambulance coming? So what do you say? We just explain to them, we are the ambulance. <laughs> These baby-faced first responders took over the village's emergency medical services not long after COVID hit, when all the older EMS volunteers either couldn't or wouldn't do the job anymore. That exodus, part of a national trend. In rural America, 35% of ambulance services are all volunteer. And many of those departments, 69% say they're struggling to find help. Fortunately, at least in Sackett's Harbor, desperation led to inspiration. In New York State, you can be an EMT at 17 and can assist even younger. And when these local high schoolers heard that, they decided to step up, took the required training, and resuscitated the department. We went from not even having our licenses to saving people's lives. <laughs> Being able to help those people, I really like doing that. So. And by all accounts, they are doing that. Whether you've fallen off a ladder. They're very professional. Have severe chest pains. They know what they're doing. Or can barely breathe. Absolutely credit them for saving my life. This group of teens and young adults save the day almost every day, sacrificing much of their free time and surrendering some of their innocence. They say the hardest part is telling people their loved one is gone. Um, it's like time freezes and everything stops, and that's one of the hardest things to do, for sure. And then you go back to algebra class. Yeah. What's hard? <laughs> so why do it? Because who else is there to do it if we don't? Someone needs to. Someone needs to step up and do it. American youth to the rescue once more. Steve Hartman on the road in Sackett's Harbor, New York. And what role models for the rest of the nation? Sunday on Face the Nation, Margaret Brennan's guests include the Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, January 6th Committee Chair Benny Thompson, and former FTA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb. And remember, if you cannot watch us live, don't forget you can set your DVR so you can watch us later. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell here in our nation's capital. Hope you have a great weekend. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.